Good morning and welcome to Morning Cup of Wisdom podcast. My name is Antoine Howard and the mission of this podcast is to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Listen, wisdom, truth, and sound doctrine are neglected and negated nowadays. That means that there aren't a lot of people submitting to the truth. They are submitting to their truth, but not the truth. But this podcast is built to put itching cream on your ears. So there are three ways you can support. You can pray. Please get on your knees right now. Just pause this episode. Just get on your knees right now. Just go right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just go right now. Pray. Second is you can share with a friend. Tell somebody. Put it on your social media. Do whatever you want. Third way is you can donate. And here it is. I have fruit. Look at the video. You got a light back there. You got a light back there. You got a light over here. You got a light over here. You got a light right there. There's a tripod sitting with the phone on it. And then someone donated an audio interface. I'm recording on your support. I'm I'm recording on your support. So if you're listening right now, you can actually watch this episode on YouTube. You can actually watch it on YouTube. And that's a blessing to me. So I thank you for your support. I do invest in this podcast and will invest in ministry purposes. Let's go there. I eventually want to buy school supplies for students. I want to donate money to people who are buying groceries and struggling. I want to help people in the community get closer to God and resourcing them with little notebooks and pamphlets on how to start a relationship with Jesus. I eventually want to get a team, huh? I'm casting vision, just giving you stuff to think about. I eventually want to have a team of people not to produce this podcast. I can figure that out on my own. I'm talking about to have a movement of just giving people the word, giving people wisdom and actually doing ministry. That's my heart. I am a musician. I do make music. I am a music director at New Life. You see New Life Worship right there. I'm a music director, and I do a lot of that. But my heart is to see people saved. My heart is to see people grow and to change and to get better. And God be the reason. That's my heart. That's always been my heart. So whatever you want to give, that's what I want to do. You know, I asked for a car. Huh? I asked for that because I want to get to school and finish. Amen. But my real heart is really just to see God's kingdom grow. And he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'm getting ready to preach and his righteousness and all these things will be added. So I'm just giving you the idea. We want to do ministry. It's not just a podcast. We want to help people. Huh? We want to be a light to people. And if you want to join in, you let me know. You hit me up. You talk to me. You find me in a hallway somewhere and snatch me to the side and say, I want to be a sewing in your ministry. Huh? Amen. So we're starting a series on faith. I'm calling it Believing Beyond Reality. What I'm basically doing is diving into the topic of what faith is, what it isn't, how it looks in our lives, 
comparison and contrasting faith and doubt in dealing with certain things on how we see circumstance. We're going to really be diving into faith, and I'm hoping to stir up your faith and mine. We both need it. So let's pray. Spirit of the living God, thank you for already inviting yourself into this podcast. Thank you for already giving us the energy that we need to this day. I'm thanking you that you have even decided to wake us up another day to listen to your word and to hear you speak. I'm asking, Lord, that you shine your light on us. Give us your wisdom. Give us your knowledge. Give us your understanding that we may utilize it to better our lives and not be stingy with it, but give it to others so they can be better, too. They don't necessarily have to be directed to this voice, but people can have voices of their own and you can give them the wisdom and the sound doctrine to give to other people. So do that today. Allow them to understand that faith is not just some crazy belief. Faith is just believing beyond reality. In Jesus name. Amen. Let's talk. So. For the last three years, we got hit with the biggest pandemic the world has ever seen. COVID-19 struck the nations and we got sent to the house. People were racking up on toilet paper. Stuff was happening in people's households. They were starting to get exposed. You know, you go to the bathroom like that. Or. Man, you're really boring. Or wait a minute. This is what you've been doing while I was at work. People got really exposed in 2020, 2021 and 2022. You know, those were some heavy years. But then also there has been a big cousin to COVID-19. It's called the flu. That has been around. That's a common sickness, right? The cold is a common sickness. There's even pneumonia. And also we have other bodily dysfunctions and diseases and cancers that have come into the lives of those around us. There are also mental struggles and mental illnesses that we have to really, really pay attention to. And right now, I just want to stop here and pray for those who are going through any mental or physical struggle really quickly. I just want to pray for them because I have a few family members and friends that are going through some things. So I just want to pray for them and for your people. Let's pray together. Thank you, God, that you are a healer. Thank you, God, that you are a deliverer. Thank you, God, that you set the body free from any sickness, harm, and danger. Lord, I'm asking you that you turn it around. Do what you do best. Make a way out of no way. When the doctors say no, you still say yes. So I'm making that a point, Lord, that you can do all things well. Heal them, Lord, and allow them to be better than what they were yesterday. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, back to talking about sicknesses. Amen. Yes, Lord. So, sicknesses have been plaguing the humankind for a long time, right? There's one sickness that we really don't talk about. There's one sickness that we really don't think about. And I want to bring it to your attention today. It's a sickness I like to call C-Believe. 
It's what, what you talking about? Like, see, believe, like, uh-uh. Like, what is you talking about? Like, I ain't heard of that before. Like, is it new? Like, uh, do I get a shot for it? No. See, believe. It's a disease that plagues the human mind and has always plagued the human mind. That in order for us to truly believe in something, to truly see that something exists, we have to see it. We have always had this mindset that if we ever believe in something, we need that proof first. We need that evidence first. That skeptical nature of the human mind has always robbed us of truly having faith. And I want to really ask you something. Do you live your life in 100% certainty every day? Do you live your life in complete certainty that nothing bad will happen to you? Let me ask you a better question. Do you live a life where you won't get hit by a car every day? Like you're 100% certain that you're not going to get hit by a car today. Not every day, but today. You, do, you, do you believe that? What about your next breath? Is that guaranteed? I really want to know this because a lot of people live their life and expect certain things to happen we want things to align with our reality yes i want to breathe the next breath yes i want to wake up the next day yes i want to drive my car and expect not to be hit and expect all the dodos on the road to do what they're supposed to yes i want that huh but what happens when you live a life of skepticism when it comes to challenges in your reality Somebody gets hit with a sickness and a pain that the doctors say you can't come back from. Somebody get hit with something that's so detrimental to their body, they have to depend on a machine to live. huh? Somebody has to take medicine for so long just to stay away from the symptoms of a sickness in their brain. Those things put no hope in you. Those things put you in a predicament in your life that challenge your reality. It takes you out of the norm. It takes you out of the regular day walk, like I'm just living, I'm just breathing. No, it takes you way out of that and puts you in another space. And you're faced with two things. Do I rely on this reality? Or do I believe beyond reality? Let's talk about faith. Faith is commonly regarded in the world as what you believe in, whether you believe in God or Allah or you are Muslim or Judaism or whatever religion you believe in, you have faith. It's something that you quote-unquote believe in that's what the world regards it as it's also regarded as allegiance to something or trust loyalty and confidence in god or another doctrine 
It's also a strong conviction about something. This is all the definitions of faith, but the Bible regards faith a little bit differently. Faith is not necessarily what or who you believe in. Faith in the Bible is how you believe in. I'll say that again. Faith is not necessarily what or who you believe in, but faith is how you believe in. Let's be very clear. The Bible, all throughout every single page, has one real message. Believe in Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, it points to that cross. What Jesus died, what Jesus did for us on that cross by dying on that cross, that's what we point our faith to. That's our hope. And when he died on that cross, he died for our sins, our struggles, our iniquities, our pains, the things that we go through, right? He died for all of that so we could be free from the consequence of living in sin. And sin is really just you trespassing against God. You're going against his boundaries. You're going against his rules, the way he set it up. So living in that, while living in that, Christ died for us. And because he died for us, we have faith in that cross that we may be saved, not just from the wrath at the end, but that we may be saved from the lifestyle of living in sin. We no longer have to walk in that. We can walk in holiness. And holiness is underrated because holiness puts, I'll say it like this. Thank you, Lord. Living in sin is like living in a big cage. Imagine a zoo, but the the boundaries are so spread out wide, but there's a big old fence that you can't go past. You can free roam anywhere within that boundary, but you can't go past it. Right? Living saved is having no fence, but just knowing where not to go. You don't have to have a fence to block you in from the crazy crap. You just don't, you just know where not to go because of the God who tells you where not to go. So when you live saved and you live for God, it shows you a new moral code, not just what the world suggests, but really what the Bible says. And through having a relationship with God, you can have a whole character development that you couldn't get on your own. This is just our faith in Jesus. And through my faith in Jesus, here comes this podcast. This is why I said a few episodes ago, none of this wisdom will really make sense until you have Jesus. Because this wisdom comes from, guess what? Anybody have the answer? There's nobody in the basement. Following Jesus. That's where all this comes from. So, Forgive me for that small tangent, but I just really wanted to tell you the context of what the Bible is talking about in faith. The hope is in the cross. The faith is in the cross. We believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He did so much for us 
and while we were yet sinners, I feel like tangenting on again. While we were yet sinners, Christ died. While I was yet messing up, Jesus died for me. While I was yet doing wrong, he died for me. Why is that so significant? He knew I was going to mess up last week. He knows I'm going to mess up a month from now. I'm not prophesying that into my life. I'm saying that he knows when I'm going to mess up. And there is that cross to cover that wrong. And he can do the same thing for you if you put your faith in him. I'm getting happy because I got a camera in front of me. Okay. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In the, in, in, help me Lord. in the NIV version, it says, now faith is the confidence in what you hope for and the assurance about what you do not see. So the reason I take both of these versions is I want to break this down for you. Now faith is the confidence in the substance. Okay, confidence means trust. Substance, not sustenance, not protein substance substance means fundamental part all right so faith let's put it together now faith is the fundamental part of our trust okay in things hoped for i had to go to god about this definition because the world and the internet wasn't helping me i had to go to god about what hope was and Though the Bible context says the hope is in the cross, wonderful. This definition is not just pertaining to that cross. It's how we believe in God. So I'm like, God, what does this mean? He said, hope is believing in my ability. I was like, whoa. Okay, so let's put it together. Now faith is the fundamental part of our trust and belief in God's ability. That's something. And now we take the next part which is the most crucial part it is the evidence or assurance right evidence meaning proof assurance meaning certainty that we can't see so that we can't see is our reality we can't see beyond our reality let's put this whole definition together now that we've broken this down now faith is the fundamental part of our trust and belief in god's ability with the proof and certainty that we can't see beyond our reality. If you're taking notes, I'll repeat it one more time. Now faith is the fundamental part of our trust in God's ability with the proof and certainty that we can't see beyond our reality. In short, faith is believing what... Faith is believing beyond what our reality offers. Help me, Lord. Your reality offers sickness. But beyond that is healing. Your reality offers bankruptcy. But beyond that is provision. Your reality offers premature death. But beyond that is life. What will you believe? Now, a lot of this hoopla about believing beyond reality and seeing it before you see it and doing things in faith and striving for things that you can't see sounds a lot like something in culture today. It's called manifestation. And 
I just told you what faith is. I'm about to tell you what faith isn't. It's not manifestation. What manifestation is, it's, I found this definition on Oprah's website. Oprah's website. The definition that her website said was um, bringing something tangible in your life through attraction and belief. So the manifestation culture really comes from this theory called the law of attraction. And basically it says that if you think and you act in positivity, it's going to bring that. But if you think and act in negativity, it's going to bring that. It's basically saying how you think and what you feel will bring whatever that is. And my contradiction to that is basically how is it that you can think one way and then ignore the other? Let's put it like this. I lost weight in high school, right? My idea was to lose weight. I focused on it. I wanted it. I strived after it. I got it. And that's what I was focusing on while trying to ignore the insecurity that I still felt inside. Law of attraction really prompts you to ignore something. Focus on this, but while you're focusing on one thing, there's something getting ignored. That's the idea behind focus. Something is going to get ignored. Something is going to get passed by. And I have a question. What are you passing by because you're focusing on something so much? You want to bring it into your life. You want to bring a relationship into your life. You want to bring new money into your life, a new job. You want to try to manifest all these things and doing all this crazy stuff, right? And I'm going to go into what that is. But you're ignoring something. You're trying to manifest a new job, but you're a bad employee. You're trying to manifest a new relationship, but you're a bad partner. You have insecurities that are getting into the relationship and infesting them and turning them into toxicity. And you haven't dealt with that because you keep manifesting a new one, a new one, a new one. Better this, better that, better this. And in my life, I've experienced the manifesting habits. I've experienced, here's some of the things that you do in manifestation, right? You start speaking into existence, right? Saying positive affirmations. I am this. I am that. I am strong. I am powerful. I can do this. I can do that. And it's not necessarily self-encouragement. It's just trying to pump and circumstance yourself to do something, Right? The second thing is speaking it out loud, speaking it into the air or into the atmosphere or to the universe. They want something to hear that, hey, I want a new relationship. I want a new car. I want new finances. I want school to be paid for. I want equipment. I want gear. I want this. I want that. Right. You know, there's another thing called the three, six, nine method where you can write down a whole bunch of stuff of what you want. Right. You could write. I want a new bike. I want a new bike. I don't want a new bike. That's the morning method. Now you got to write that six times in the afternoon and nine times in the evening. This is what people are doing to try to get things to come into their life. But I have a question. What are you ignoring? Because in order for you to really 
know about the law of attraction, you're focusing on one thing and ignoring and ignoring the other. So what are you ignoring? You want a bike, but you can't even ride, huh? You want you want money, but you can't keep two cents in your bank account. Hello? Can you hear me? We're trying to manifest things that we are totally not prepared for in our lives. And it's all, think about this. I said a whole lot of eyes, eyes. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. You know what that sounds like? A lot of pride. Take the PR and the DE off of pride. Sandwiched in the middle is called an I. And pride is all about I want this. I want that. I'm better than this. I'm better than them. I'm better than that person. I'm worse than them. I'm worse than that person. We don't think about pride as a few things. It's not only the high horseness of your life, but it's the low horseness. Huh? Sometimes horses lay down. So. We have to really take into consideration what are we doing in our lives and for what purpose. Manifestation really focuses on your will. Manifestation really focuses on what you want. But if you're a believer in Jesus and a follower of Jesus trying to manifest things into your life, are you worried more about your will than his? Let's talk about this. There are some Bible misconceptions that I've seen so many times within the church, within church services and sermons and all these things. People, oh, Lord, I'm about to touch a topic that I wasn't even planning on talking in this podcast. There are a lot of people prophesying, not prophesying. Shout out to Lincoln Williams for that. Prophesying. People are saying, if you praise right now, you're going to get a million dollars. Take 30 seconds and give them your best praise. Use your key. Use your key. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pray right now. Praise right now. Praise right now. Scream. Have you gotten your million dollars yet? You about to get a new house. You about to get a new house. You about to get a new house. Speak it into the atmosphere. Say it into the atmosphere. God is depositing it right now. God is doing it right now. That's not in the Bible, sir, ma'am, person. It ain't in the Bible. Ain't nothing in the Bible saying speak something into the atmosphere. Because when you're speaking into the atmosphere, who catching it? Who's really catching it? I hope you're not speaking to the universe because watch this. The universe in and of itself is not a being that can provide something for you. I know a lot of people believe in the Big Bang Theory, but I got a challenge for that. The Big Bang Theory is this theory that a lot of protons, neutrons, electrons, and neurons, and all these crazy things started combusting together and poof, 
there goes an explosion that collided a whole bunch of materials together and made the earth and Jupiter and Mars and Saturn and all these stars and all this gas and all this stuff. And as detailed as we are, this explosion made us. That's what people say, right? I got a question for you. How is that that an explosion creates? As far as I know, anything that is called an explosion, big bang, right? Explosion, a combustion, spontaneous combustion, it all destroys. Second thing is, if universe is made up of time, space, and matter, why isn't God the creator of the universe? Because the Bible says, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's break that down. In the beginning, time, God created the heavens, space, and the earth, matter. I digress. Second thing is we're, here, we're hearing a lot in churches call those things that be not as though they were. That's Bible out of context, people. When you say call those things that be not as though they were, you can't do that. In the context of the strip scripture, if you look at Romans 4 and 17, that's the exact scripture that it comes from. In that context, Paul is talking about, in especially in Romans chapter 4, he's talking about who gets the promise of salvation at the end of the time, at the end of your time. You know, who gets the promise? Does the lawmakers get the promise or the law, the people that follow Moses and whatever? Or does the people that follow God by faith get that promise? It's the people that follow by, you know, faith. It's anybody who follows God by faith, believing in that cross, you get the salvation, right? And then Paul, somewhere in the scripture, randomly praises God. We see this in Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. We see this in another part of the New Testament. Now unto him who is able to keep me from falling. There's another part. The name above every name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. These are common things that are in the Bible that Paul does. He just praises God randomly. This is one that he does. He says, God, this is verse 17. This is in the middle of it. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. It clearly states that that's not our ability. That's his. So why do you keep doing it? Why do you keep speaking things into the air? House. Land. Car. I understand that your motive may be trying to have faith in seeing beyond your reality and doing what you can to believe that. But I'm telling you that the method that you're using is ineffective. You can write the vision down and make it plain, Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. But that is not your excuse to believe that vision more than God's. God gives you idea. Right? God can give you, God can give you ideas. But not all ideas are from him. The ideas that come from him that he wants carried out in the earth are supported by him. Your ideas are supported by you. So that means that if, 
it's not in his will expect to labor so much more than what you need to. You put you in that situation of more than you can bear. And it may not be everybody's situation, but sometimes we put ourselves in that. But you have to be careful in how you believe in and how you're going about things. Write the vision down, whatever God gave you, whatever he put into your heart, and keep it and pray about it. Because when you pray about it, things can shift. I feel a tangent, so I'm going to do it. Holy Spirit, help me. The difference between manifestation and faith is that there is one direction. Faith is directed towards God. Manifestation is directed towards self or the universe. And there are two things ineffective in manifestation. When you keep manifesting, you're trying to speak to something that can't give it to you. And when you keep doing that, you're going to drive yourself insane because you're trying to make a broken stove turn on. A car with no engine to move. You're trying to get a horse that's dead to rise up and walk with no help or no real like direction. But when you put your faith in God, a common theme all across the Bible is that when somebody said, I heard about Jesus, I was just reading before I record this. There are so many miracles of people just hearing about him. They didn't hear his preaching. They didn't hear his teaching. They didn't see the miracles. They just heard that he did them. And they came to him and they said, One person said, if I just touch his clothes, I can be healed. Another person said, you don't even have to come to my house. Just say the word. And my servant can be healed. That's called faith. Because those people believed in God's ability. And when you believe in God's ability, Expect him to do what he is able to do. God is able to do, according to 3 and 20 of Ephesians, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think. And a song says, imagine. Can you imagine? There's another song that says, can you imagine with all of the faith in the room what the Lord can do? That just depends on if there is faith in the room. Faith is believing in God's ability. Now, for those of you who are a part of the manifest culture and that you positively affirm yourself and you do all these crazy things. I'm saying crazy because I'm just summoning, summing it up in crazy. I challenge you to try Jesus. I don't challenge you to, you know, 
take everything out of your life and do all this crazy stuff. And just, no, just try Jesus. Just give him a try. A lot of people won't try Jesus because a person hurt them. Jesus ain't going to hurt you. The person did. People are going to people. I'll say that again. That was good to me. People are going to people. Try Jesus. For those of us who do manifest and do write stuff down and try to see it before you see it and try to walk the life before you actually live the life. I want to tell you that most of my life, I actually did that unknowingly. I was actually speaking stuff into the atmosphere for a lot of my time. A, a small fact about me, I imagined a new reality every day of my life growing up. Almost every day of my life, I imagined myself as this billionaire, crazy, famous YouTuber, at the same time, a music professor, at the same time, a Boston Celtics shooting guard. At the same time, all of that at the same time. While having this crazy house with an underground Batman garage and this big old gym in the backyard and a music room over here, a studio over here, a huge house with all this money and this crazy life. I imagine that for myself every day, even to the point where I started changing the way I looked, how I acted, what I did in my daily walk. I started playing basketball more. I started trying to make more songs on my iPad. I started buying clothes that looked like the lifestyle I wanted to live. I started trying to walk in that. But here's the thing. I was focusing so much on that, but losing myself. I was trying to live this life that was outside of my means, but I was losing myself. I was losing my identity because I was trying to live in this figmentation of an identity. Just because you imagine a better life for you doesn't mean you have to run away from yours. You have to deal with what you're going through right now. How you're living right now. The state that you're in right now. The biggest part about faith is that you cannot negate the reality. You need it in order to have faith. You can't just skip, oh, there's, I'll just throw that situation away and just believe for this. No, the situation is your proposition for faith. Okay, the Holy Spirit just let me say something. Opposition is your greatest proposition for faith. When something comes against you, it is your greatest opportunities to start believing God to get out of it. Somebody said that they have a sickness in their body and they don't know what's going on or how it got there. And it's pretty bad right now. That's your opposition. But that gives you the proposal to start believing in God for a miracle. Somebody has a sickness in their bank account that they have bills and bills and bills and stuff that is taken away from their provision. But that is an opposition that proposes the opportunity to start believing in God for something more. There is somebody that has cancer right now and the doctors say that it can't turn around. But I know a God that can turn it around for you. So it is always beyond reality when it comes to faith. 
you need the reality to go beyond it. So why not why not stick with what you have and believe God for beyond that? Why try to change yourself? Because that's not going to change the reality of how you feel. I changed my whole body and still believed I was the same person, even after bunches of people telling me that I lost weight and got strong and started looking like I worked out and started getting a lot more compliments and all that stuff and getting all this attention that I wanted and couldn't see it because I was still in the old mind. I challenge you today to have faith in God. Have faith in Jesus. Jesus has helped me walk through so many things. And I'm just here to challenge you that if you give your life to Jesus Christ and you give your life to God right now, he can help you. Oh, he can help you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, he can help you. It is so easy to give up in your life. It is so easy to go astray and to do so many wild things. You can go to the bar. You can be a hoe. What? You can do so many different things. But if you give your life to Jesus, I tell you, man, if I didn't give my life to Jesus at the time that I did, in the season that I did, I would be in the grave. Because I was so low in my life. Every day was just depressing. I was low. I was angry. I was not having it. And on this lonesome hill, I had to have faith. The Lord's leading me to tell my testimony, so I'm going to do it. This is just the introduction to this series. So get ready for the next episodes. I was in a low season of my life. Mentally, I was gone. I had a whole lot of stuff heavy on me. This was my freshman year of college. I'm in my fifth year now. I had so much going on in my head. I was giving up in life. Relationships were going bad. I was going through it. I was depressed. I was angry. And this season... This was like February 2020, like, so it was Kobe died, a few family members died. It was a whole bunch of stuff going on. So in my head, I was just gone. Physically, I was sick. Stress in my brain had transmitted to my body. I was ill. I was like almost COVID ill, but without the coughs. But I was carrying so much every day. I was carrying... A saxophone, which is like five to ten pounds, depending on which one you got. And then my book bag, which was 20 pounds, and then a bass, which was like five pounds. So I was carrying that on my body every day while sick and fatigued and didn't have any strength. And then I was spiritually gone. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I just knew how to pray, but I was a lukewarm, trying to do everything to keep me happy, but not really keep me in the right spirits. I was very depressed in this specific day. I said to myself, if there's anything that bad happens to me today, if there's anything at all, someone could smile at me the wrong way. I was gone. I used anything to trigger me to leave school. 
and that trigger to leave school would have led me to leave life i 100% guarantee that because that's what was running and starting to scrape across my brain because i was that low it was like i don't know if this life thing is working but i said you know devil i rebuke you in jesus name i didn't know what that meant i just did it because i heard it but then it will scrape across my brain again it just no it's not an option but and it just so much stuff got in my head i was depressed i was gone it was a snowing day i'll never forget it if you've been on ysu's campus youngstown state university you know this long stretch of a hill that come from lincoln avenue all the way to kilcali that long hill that you got to walk up it got ice on it it was snowing i had all this stuff on me i made it to that long stretch that diagonal stretch that goes up to kilcali i made it to that bottom of that hill i hit a patch of ice i didn't fall but i hit it just enough to make me cry in the middle of the sidewalk i cried Oh, I shed tears. Good, real, like, fluent tears. I just cried. And I prayed, like, I felt prompted to pray. You know, I was about to call my mom, but the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me. Because I did have God. I just didn't have a relationship with him. Maybe that's you today, but hear me today. I prayed to God. I said, I quit. I give up. I don't want to do it no more. I don't want to be here no more. I give up. Said a whole bunch of other stuff. I don't remember that part. But I do remember saying, God, if you want me here, you know I don't want to be here. But if you want me here, give me the strength to get up to my door. In Jesus' name, amen. And I waited as if it was going to be a magic trick. It was like, poof, you got the power. Go ahead. Do, 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 Walking up the hill. Walking up the hill. No. It didn't happen like that. He told me walk. I know it was him because I felt it before, but then now I have solidification. It was him. He said walk. And I didn't understand it. I'm like, dog, I can't. He said walk. I don't have the strength walk i don't have the courage walk i don't want to do it walk i took the first step it was the hardest step because i had lost all the strength after trying almost falling you know how you lose your momentum and you don't have the strength to continue after you slipped and fell that was me i lost my strength but god I lost my strength, oh Lord, but he came through. I took another step, and then I took another step, and then I took another step, and then I took another step, and I was like, whoa, something's shifting in my body, and I don't understand it, but I feel like I could take more steps. I'm taking another step, I'm taking another step, I'm taking another step, and I'm starting to get emotion now. I'm starting to like, whoa, why am I feeling lighter? This was my thought process. Why am I feeling? Where's my, I had a sore throat. I'm walking, I'm walking. I get into the building. I get up to my dorm. I get to the floor. I get to the doorway. 
I put my key in, turn it, open the door, and as soon as I got in that room, I had full peace. My body wasn't sore. The fatigue was completely gone. There was no soreness in my throat, no sniffle in my nose. I had no intrusive thoughts. Depression was completely gone. Heaviness was lifted up. And I didn't feel like dying. Because I walked it. I took that step by faith. I believed that in somewhere in that step there was going to be a miracle now it may be a small mustard seed of faith it may be something so simple like well just maybe maybe it'll work and you take a faith step that's what I do and that's what you can do and God showed me that all life is with him is walking up that hill. Some days it's going to be hard. Some days you ain't going to want to do it. Some days you're going to want to be like, I quit. I'm done. I'm through. I don't want to do it no more. I, why am I here? But God. But God is there for you to help you get up help you get up he's helping you get up he can help you get up god can help you get up god can help you get up he can help you get up that hill he can help you get up that mountain he can help you get through that valley he can help you get through so many things just by believing in him and taking that step my question is when will you believe That's actually the title of this podcast today. When will you believe? So here's your opportunity. I explained that Jesus died for your sins. And if you believe that, you can get the same character development. Your walk won't look like mine and mine won't look like yours. But that's what good thing. That's the good thing about God. He's an individual personal. He has a specific relationship with you. And it's so special. And it's so worth it. Jesus doesn't make life perfect. I'll say that again. Jesus doesn't make life perfect. He makes life worth it. So give your life to him today. And when you put your faith in Jesus, watch him work it out. Watch him make it happen. Yes, you can maybe get by day by day, but life is better with him. Suffering has a meaning behind it now. Dealing with trauma and and past pains has wisdom that can come from it now, and you can heal a lot more efficiently. And you won't have to spend 30 years in therapy trying to get to a root that he can just reveal in a few prayers. And you know how I know? Because I did it. And I have friends that have done it too. Going to Jesus in prayer and trying to find an answer for why I do what I do. That's why most of this podcast is here. I had to figure out why. And then learn from him. Connected. 
to this book and then tell you that was my heart's desire so I'm offering Jesus to you first question do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord second question do you believe that he has risen from the dead from for your sins the last question is do you wish to have the power or want the power of the Holy Spirit yes or no to all three And if you say yes to all three, congratulations, you just got saved. All the sound effects. Someone donates a Rodecaster Pro 2. I'll put all the sound effects in there, but I don't have them right now. So that's neither here nor there. Don't worry about that. I have what I need right now. Amen. But you just got saved. And I'm so glad about it. So. The first thing you need to do is you need to pray and thank God that he did it. The second thing you should do is pray for community. Someone that can help you in your walk because I'm not going to necessarily be where you are unless you know me. But you can always reach out to Morning Cup of Wisdom at morningcupofwisdom1 at gmail.com. You can reach out to the Instagram or the Facebook and you can ask for help. And when you continually follow this podcast, I'm going to give a whole season dedicated to helping people walk in their relationship with Jesus. Giving you practical steps and implications that help you get to him, closer to him, understand him more, and even hear him more. God can help you. And if you believe it, you will receive it. So let's pray. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to speak to your people about faith. Thank you, God, for the tangents that you went on. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding every word. I'm praying right now that the people on the other side have received something that they need and that we are stirred up in our faith to believe beyond our reality. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for watching this episode. You can pray, you can share, you can donate. And remember, have a good one.